What is going on, everybody? My name is Nico, and welcome to the chat. I'm here on the End of the Chat Gaming Podcast with my man Rico. And we are here, once again, without Toby. He is busy with school stuff. Down, He moved back to school, so he's his life got very busy. So it's understandable that he's not with us again this week. But we're going to talk about a lot of video game stuff today because this week has some potential to be really, really big. But before we get into any of that... You can find us over on YouTube for the video format or on podcast services such as Google Podcasts, Spotify, all that fun stuff if you want to keep up with the podcast. This week on the YouTube channel, we had the previous episode of the podcast. We had a, a video that I did talking about Apex Legends and why everybody's switching from Warzone and why Apex might be the best battle royale on the market, in my opinion. I said in the video, Rico and Toby weren't there to argue with me, so it was the best Battle Royale. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I don't have, like, a strong opinion on Battle Royale, so if you say it's the best, you know, I'm not going to fight you about it. <laughs> and then, um, <clears throat> also, today that went up, uh, Rico did a revisit, a PlayStation revisit for Monster Hunter World, and then we've got some more stuff coming. We've got a review for Boyfriend Dungeon, or Boyfriend, yeah, Boyfriend Dungeon, that's what it's called. That's going to be coming that I'm going to be doing a review for, and I have a Hunter's Arena Legends video that Rico sent me that I've got to get edited and uploaded. It's a lot of stuff coming. Go check out the YouTube channel. But before we get into the big talking points, Rico, what have you been playing, man? So that because of the you know uh, videos I did, you know, played some of that Hunter's Arena Legends, and I'm actually, you know, kind of getting the hang of that a bit more. It's definitely, like, it's not a super in-depth game but you know kind of not too bad to play you know still waiting to see like for you to try it out then we can try that trios mode out just yeah. to see what it is like on a team-based perspective uh let's see and then also play more Monster world like not just for the video but then like <laughs> afterwards i end up playing for like a couple hours or more sucks you back in like, yeah it sucked me back in especially since there's like stuff i still haven't done so yeah I, yeah a lot of grinding to do plus i just i really like that game in that world so much it just looks so nice it looks so nice i would really love to see a sequel to monster hunter world maybe remove I a mean, lot of the story stuff that really sucked take what rise did right and then just apply it to monster hunter world's formula because i think overall monster hunter world was a better experience than rise yeah i mean it's still gonna have like a story but like it'd be fine if they dialed back on it a bit well, I'm i mean not saying, I, i'm saying the biggest issue I had with Monster Hunter World was playing the story with your friends was a pain because if they hadn't completed yeah. a certain mission, then you had to like it, it was just really weird how it operated. Yeah, that I can understand. Or like, you know, just, you know, have everybody else go through the cut, like not so much everybody else go through the cutscene, but it's like if they went through it, they can skip it or like just make the cutscene skippable altogether, really. Yeah. But yeah, I'd, like I'd if, love to see a return of a Monster Hunter world. And they need just crossplay with the next one. Yeah, pretty much. Just do crossplay like all around, you know, drop it on PS5, series at all the Xboxes, uh, even do it on Switch. I think it's possible. PC, all that junk. Yeah, I think yeah, that would be freaking awesome if they did that. Yeah, but other than that, uh, those are the two main games, really. You know, I do get uh, paid soon from my action because, you know, so far. To, this doesn't pay the bills yet, you know. We, me and Nico, we both still have like actual jobs, so we're not <laughs> not quite there yet of doing this like full time. But like once that hits up, I'm probably gonna like uh, go to PlayStation Stores because there's like a few indie games that have like caught my eye. Like uh, there was one that came on Game Pass. It was kind of like an RPG game with like a unique art style. Toby talked about it. I forget the name oh, of it. Oh, uh, like Chris Tales. Chris Tales. Yeah, Chris Tales. That yeah, Chris Tales was one. Uh, 
And since you told me about it and I saw a little bit on Twitter, might actually pick up like Boyfriend Dungeons on a Switch later. Uh, and then there was like another game on the PlayStation Store that looked interesting to me, but I forget the name of it. But it looked like a cool like side scrolling action game that I might check out. Who knows? Maybe even do a video for it if it interests me enough. Ooh. Yeah, yeah I... that's a that's about it for me. Uh, Hunter's Real Legends and then Monster Hunter, both uh, Hunter games, you know, that really took up my time this past week. <laughs> Yeah, I've been playing Pokemon Go, like I was talking about last week. Everybody's still up in arms over Pokemon Go. They had their community day over the weekend, so I was grinding. I was catching EVs left and right. All right. I was playing a ton of that. I played some more Pokemon Unite, still just chipping away at that, having a good time. I I just play it pretty casually. Like, if nobody's on playing anything on Xbox or on PlayStation, I'll just boot up Pokemon Unite and play by myself because it's a pretty damn good time. So I've been playing that. Still on the Apex Legends grind. God, it's just... It doesn't stop being good. It doesn't stop. It's so fun. And I'm getting good. I'm getting so much better the more I play. And I, like... Earlier today, I was playing with my buddy Ryan. And I was just taking fights, dude. But without him. Because he's not great. And he knows it. And he'll be like, yeah, I'm not with you. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I'm lighting guys up. I break one, down them, move on to the next... I'm just freaking tearing people apart. And I'm pl- I'm really liking the rank mode. I'm playing a ton of the rank mode. It's super fun, and I'm I'm hooked on it. I'm freaking hooked on it. And I try to yeah. go back to Warzone because one of our other buddies pretty much only plays Warzone. Right. And I hopped on. I was trying to play some of that. And the movement going back from what Apex is to play it's Warzone, so it's different. so clunky, dude. It feels so slow. It's... I die immediately in that game. Like in Apex, if you get shot, like if somebody gets the jump on you, you have a second yeah. to react. Where in yeah, Warzone, you're just dead. Yeah, and that's not so much a knock at Call of Duty. It's just like, you know, both of them, that's just how vastly different the maneuverability in those oh, yeah. games are. 100%. But yeah, we hopped back in because Season 5 but, came out in Warzone. Tried that out. Not a whole lot different. The new Gulag sucks. It's just, it's, it's, it, they don't do enough season to season to really shake it up. Like, Apex doesn't necessarily do a ton season to season. Like, this one, they, right. this is one of the bigger ones that they did where they had a map update and but like usually it's just the new character but that alone shakes up a metagame a lot like seer right now is super overpowered yeah like i i really need to get back into apex i remember the last time i played i was like super rusty like not so much when it came to like you know like actual shooting or anything but it's like i need to get back in and get used to like the actual looting because like that's a big part you know looting everything quickly and trying to manage my inventory as best as possible i need to get back into that phone and then after that i'm pretty much be golden but something else i forgot and i was going to ask you about uh, <laughs> another game i technically played this week uh-huh. was fortnite but i didn't actually play it i actually hopped in to experience that uh ariana grande uh oh, rift tour thing I, I missed that how was that dude it was like i've never like hopped in for a fortnite event before i would just usually like go on youtube and look them up later but i figured you know since I was available when it was going to be, I was like, eh, why not try and hop in, see what the hype's all about. And, dude, it was it was a good vibe the whole time. It was insane. <laughs> like, just from, like, the actual opening to, like, it closing out. It, it was funny the whole time, though, once it got to, like, actually Ariana's part, and you just have giantesque uh, Ariana. And I'm just like, how many people are, like, here around Ariana just begging for her to step on them? <laughs> Yeah, the Fortnite events are legit. They are a lot of fun to be a part of. It was insane. I really like the opening scenes because you're like 
surfing on like this almost like a slime tube thing and you got this like really like hype upbeat music going you're just like dude i feel like good right now <laughs> yeah it's it, they do a really good job with their live events especially when you go from the season to season stuff on top of you know they have like the the trailer announcements that they do or the concerts that they do and Fortnite, and all of it's so cool it's one of those games that it's just like you get to be a part of something it's like if you missed it you missed it you don't you didn't get to experience that and it's one of those really cool games like i remember the really cool one that i was on for was the uh transition from season three i think that was the marvel one to season four or it was season four to season five i don't remember what it was it was season four to five where we fought galactus going into season five and that was so badass did i hop in for that one now i can't remember i feel like i might have i don't know though <laughs> i feel like you might have been in our squad because it was it was me reg and jessica and i think you were there it was either you or it was trevor i don't remember who was there i think i might have because i remember being like deadpool when uh, all that happened i was like you need my help <laughs> but yeah like th- those Fortnite events are super super fun i know and it i think the part that makes it insane is like you know you know, of course, you have games of like that have those big uh, in-game events and stuff. But it's the fact that it's just massive event that not just you, but all these other players are yeah. experiencing at the same time. And it's like, how the hell does Apex Games do it? Yeah, it's it's pretty sweet. Yeah, but yeah. Aside from Apex, I I wanted to get into Hunter's Arena Legends this week, but Game Pass decided to drop some goodies on me, <laughs> and I got distracted. And I've also been going back through and playing the old Pokemon games on my DS, which I have here. And I've been playing uh, yeah. Pokemon Ultra, uh, Ultra Moon. been playing that one through again. That one's really fun. But yeah, aside from that, on the Xbox side, I've been playing Boyfriend Dungeon, which I am very surprised at, okay? I had seen some very positive tweets regarding this game, and it's something I probably would have overlooked had I not had access to Xbox Game Pass. But it was right, like... It, yeah, it was on Game Pass, so I was like, well, I see everybody talking about this game and saying how awesome it is. I'm going to check it out. And it's the weirdest dating sim I've ever seen, <laughs> okay? It really is, because it's like, I don't, it's so weird. So in this world, you play as, you make your character, you're traveling, I think you're in California, I think is the location you move to, you're living with your cousin, and he's hooking you up with, he's trying to set you up because you've never been on a date in your life. It's weird, okay? I've never played a dating sim. I don't know if this is normal, but... I don't think it is from the, like, the videos I see. I'm like, this don't seem like your usual dating sim. But, but then, the, in this world, your, your mind manifests monsters. So your worst fears come to life. And people, some people have the ability to turn into weapons. Turn into swords, daggers, axes, and... You're learning from, you're wielding the people that turn into swords, and those are the people you're going on dates with. So as you use that particular weapon in battle, your, you know, your relationship or your connection grows. And then afterwards, they'll text you and you can go on dates. And then as your love grows with the the sword, you get more, like, abilities and stuff when you use that sword in the dungeons. I swear, what the hell is what? There's like a game this is reminding me of now, where it's like a similar thing where you have like people in your party, and the more you use them, the more likely you can be to form a relationship with it. Fire Emblem. I need to remember Fire that Emblem. game. No, well, yes, Fire Emblem, but I'm thinking <laughs> of like a different game. I can't remember now. But yeah, it's Shit, it's so it's bug me now. bizarre. It's bizarre, and it is called Boyfriend Dungeon, and most of the weapons are male characters. Um, 
but there are female characters. I am working my way on getting a little relationship going with Valeria, I believe her name is. But there is this, there is Isaac, okay? He's the first sword you encounter. He's a very charming individual. <laughs> so I'm, play, I'm, I'm playing both sides of the fence here. I'm, 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 I'm establishing a lot of relationships here. And it's, it's so funny fun it's it's just it, and the the combat's really fun too and it's like you go in these procedurally generated dungeons and you fight these manifestations and there's boss fights and it's kind of plays like a roguelike where you go you go you go and then you see how far you can get and then you go out and you go on your dates and that kind of like powers you up and then you move on to the next round and it's it kind of plays very similar to something like hades would and it's it's weird but it's it's super charming and kind of fun and i am actually really enjoying it and i highly recommend checking it out to everybody i i am i'm with it it's fun i was gonna say the roguelike uh genre slash uh gameplay has become like pretty popular lately if you really think about because uh not just that uh do you know the game uh mortal shells yes it's kind of like yeah i was gonna say like sort of like souls like game but a pretty unique one that's getting uh an up slash dlc soon that actually adds a roguelike mode to it mm -hmm. so that's very interesting and i might honestly check that out because i saw a trailer for it it adds a new shell and what transforming weapon what's a transforming weapon it's a katana that turns into an axe hmm. like that's all I'm, I'm just like i'm sold you're sold on that but yeah <laughs> i'm it's, sold it, the game is weird it's weird but it's got this charm to it, and it's kind of it. The, it does a really interesting thing with the the roguelike because it's a roguelike without feeling like a roguelike. Because once right. you leave, it progresses the story by you know you talking to all the characters and going on the dates, and you do all of the like side stuff like setting up the dates and stuff with your your phone in the game, and then you can like totally ghost people or like be rude to people, and like it's freaking funny okay i feel like a freaking high schooler again when i'm playing it just like <laughs> sending like these these mean text messages to this one guy who will not leave me alone and i'm just like lighting him up like being a turd and it's so yeah it's so fun dude honestly i highly recommend checking it out it's a really fun one i was surprised and i'd seen a lot of people online talking about it and that which made me eventually move over to try it and it's definitely worth your time. The name's weird. I know a lot of people might be deterred by the name. I, I don't. I, I think it's worth your time to play. It's a good ass <laughs> game. On top of that, another roguelike, Hades dropped on console. Aside from basically, Switch. yeah, mainline consoles. We yeah. should say, you know, finally on you know Xbox and PS5 slash PS4, and it's on Game Pass. So I booted it up and I started playing Hades again. And I really regret doing it because it's so <laughs> addicting. It back in. It's so good. <laughs> I really, it, and it's, I, I always thought the Nintendo Switch version ran super smooth, but I don't know. It, it's really yeah. buttery on the Series X. I don't know if it's really any different. It's been so long since I played Hades, but it is, it's fantastic. It's Hades. It's awesome. It's available for free. If you have it on PC, if you have Game Pass on PC or your console, hop in. It's freaking sweet. I was say, I, I won't lie. I've been half tempted to drop the money just to d have it on my PlayStation because all, all I want, as soon as I saw it on Twitter, is just, when you pet uh, Cerberus, you know, the dual sense, you know, actually does a sort of little like when he, uh, you're done. Petting him, I'm just like, I need to feel it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 fun to hop back into that. It's a good time. But yeah, that's that pretty much covers what I've been playing. I think that that's that wraps all that up. But we've got some stuff to talk about because this week has a lot of potential to be really big, really big. So I think we should start with the PlayStation stuff. 
because that's a lot of speculation. Yeah, because yeah, it's mainly like speculation, nothing like really confirmed, but you know, some possibly exciting stuff that. Could and then come. later we'll move on. There's big Pokemon stuff coming, and I'm the Pokemon guy. I love Pokemon. That's my jam. All right, so we're gonna talk about the Pokemon stuff as well. But Caleb, you can lead us off in the PlayStation stuff here. So really, there's not like a ton to say, but you know, there have been rumors going around for the past uh, few days or so, roughly a week, that we're going to be getting a state of play soon on Wednesday, the 19th, actually, same day as the Pokemon Direct and same day that Call of Duty, what is what we now know as Call of Duty Vanguard, the in-game event is supposed to announce that this Wednesday as well at Warzone. So Nico's already like speculated uh this yep, as you I told said, me like I earlier said that... in the what i don't know if it was last week's podcast or the one before but i said that at whatever playstation event that was rumored to be coming that call of duty was going to be one of the games that is shown off big time there yeah which like i don't know if it'll be like a big time showing because then that'll sort of like defeat the purpose of it being an end game i do think we'll get like a teaser trailer slash official announcement on playstation and then the in-game event's gonna have like the full out you know like story slash gameplay trailer you know the big reveal and everything because mm-hmm. you know that's kind of like call of duty's mo but then also not long after those state of play uh rumors started another rumor started about a possibly old older slash dormant yet popular franchise might be getting a new game or a new game is currently in developed and that franchise is sly cooper i which i i've also heard i've heard about the sly cooper rumors i've mm-hmm. also heard that it's not sucker punch behind it i did see that too which is very interesting but then again i don't think sucker punch made the last sly cooper game either i don't believe they did i don't believe they did yeah which like i'm if it's the same people that made the last game uh i'm kind of okay with it i didn't really have any issues with the last game some people might be uh indifferent about that but you know as far as the last game goes i didn't really mind it a whole lot but to imagine a sly cooper game on courage and consoles if it gets like the ratcheting clank treatment it could be oh it could be very nice i i'm really hoping it's true i enjoyed i played thieves in time on my vita and i'm really hoping that we get to see you know sly cooper come back here soon because it's a, it's a one I love. It's from my childhood. It's like Ratchet and Clank. When they put a new one out, I'm going to go back and play it just because it gets you with that nostalgia and you're just going to oh. keep having a good time. Oh, yeah, same. Like the like the first three Ratchet and Clank games, that's probably like one of them, aside from, you know, the entirety of the King of Hearts <clears throat> franchise. That's probably one of like my favorite older uh, uh, franchises, especially, you know, Sly Cooper 3. I really liked a lot, you know, just going around gathering all those new characters. Yep. And then Thieves in Time sort of like almost doing the same thing except you're actually meeting uh sly's ancestors which mm-hmm. i thought was really cool and if you really think about it, this really could be could get like the ratcheting clank treatment because ratchet and clank you know you had jumping through rifts in different dimensions and if this new sly cooper game picks up where these and time left off then we could just get the sly cooper version of ratchet and clank except for different instead of different dimensions we get different timelines yeah again so they could just follow up on that. But either way, like very exciting. You know, I now all we need is uh now all we need is a new infamous game or like a remake slash remaster of the first two, and my trifecta of sucker punch greatness will be uh completed. <laughs> and I'll be very content. Yeah. Now I, I'm hoping it's true. 
On top of Sly Cooper, they did also, there are rumors and rumblings that Wipeout as well as Twisted Metal are reportedly in the works for PS5. I also heard about that too. Like I remember, like along with rumors, it said like a surprise reveal was going to be at this uh, state of play event, and it could be any number of things. You know, it could be Wipeout, it could be Twisted Metal, like you just say, it could be the Sly Cooper game, depending on how far along with uh, development they are with it. I think they only uh, somewhat recently started. That's why the rumors picked up. So that might not be for a while until we get an announcement. It could also be because uh, there's been rumors of this flying around for over a month now and people just don't know what to believe anymore uh it could also be possibly be a new silent hill game it could also be be something to do with metal gear solid it could be a lot of different things of whatever like the surprise reveal is going to be at the state of play yeah there is a lot that's up in the air i think for certain there we get the delay for horizon yeah that gets that's happening i think we see call of duty and then it could be any number of things for the surprise announcement yeah, which, like, so, like, really, I want to say, like, speculate away, because as far as, like, aside from, like, the rumors and stuff, I legit have no idea what that uh, surprise could be. If it's official announcement of that Sly Cooper game, great. If it's something like Twisted Metal or Wipeout, you know, I never really played those games, you know, way back in the day when they were first around, just never, like, had them or played them. But if it happens, you know, still all for it. If it's Silent Hill or Melgar Sod, both beloved franchises big time on playstation so that'll be insane there's just really any of these i won't really be disappointed with i should say yeah i'd be pretty happy with any of these variables <laughs> yeah like like i don't like have any like priests that's a good thing about this i don't really have like any expectations of what this surprise reveal could be because it's more so like i don't know what it could be or i don't know what i could want from this <laughs> yeah it's it's exciting it's exciting because we we've talked about this a couple times in the last couple podcasts playstation doesn't have a whole lot after death loop so we're just waiting we're all waiting very all the fans are just we want to know what's next we want to know what's coming we want to know what we're going to be able to play on our console because dude it's sitting here still unplugged my playstation has been unplugged for the last two to three weeks shame on you (laughs) like i i've done nothing but play my switch and play my DS and play my Xbox. I haven't played, and I need to get back into Ghost of Tsushima and get back on that grind. But I've just been so addicted to Apex that I've had no need to turn the PlayStation on. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Like once you get like that, once you get those games that really have like no end in sight, then you're pretty much just suckered into those yeah. for who knows x amount of time, and you're just like, I need to stop. I need to try something else, but I can't. Yeah, it's it's. It's just how it is, and I need to. I really need to get back on the Ghost of Tsushima grind, and I need to. I need to really start scheduling time to just play single player games and start working my way through my backlog again because it's gonna get crazy here. Like next week, well, let's see. Let me pull up the calendar here. Next week alone, uh, we got freaking uh, Psychonauts. Psychonauts two comes out. But not only that, you gotta get on that Ghost of Tsushima grind because we got the director's cut coming out soon as well. Yep, the director's cut comes out. I'm gonna be rocking through some Psychonauts to review that for the channel. Like it's it's gonna get very busy very quick. Yeah. Plus some of these like uh uh PlayStation I guess exclusive indie games coming out like uh Fist, Forge and Shadow Torch, Kina's coming out mm-hmm. uh next month. There's like like PlayStation do has stuff coming out. It's just like not really much after September. I want to say. Yep. It's it's gonna be 
it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be a lot i'm i'm looking for it i want them to confirm the state of play yeah i which i i want to say now this is just me guessing i want to say we'll get an official announcement from playstation twitter sometime tomorrow saying you know state of play wednesday the 19th and this video this podcast is going to go up on tuesday we're recording this monday so by tomorrow he means tuesday so by the time this is up we may already know that the state of play has come yeah more than likely (laughs) so it's it's very very exciting i really hope but on the other side we got Pokemon yeah. stuff coming, and <laughs> Pokemon has this horrible tendency, and I'm going to complain for a second because I'm the Pokemon guy, and I play everything Pokemon. They've got this thing. Get them in soapbox. Yeah. Get them in soapbox. This is, they have this issue, and they do it all the time, where they'll, like, combine events. Well, they'll do multiple things on the same day, and it's super annoying. Like, in the past, they've done stuff where they've done, like, shiny events in Pokemon Sword and Shield as well as you know you know competitors tournaments and stuff on the same weekend or on the same weekend as a pokemon go community day or you know what this that or the other they're really shitty at planning okay they're really not good at planning <laughs> and so they did it again they did it again Bastards did it again <laughs> on wednesday we have the pokemon presents that was confirmed to be happening at 6 a.m pacific time at 9 a.m eastern time and then they went out and today and announced that Blissey is getting added to Pokemon Unite the same goddamn day. So I'm instead of being able to sit down and start playing Blissey right away like I want to, I'm gonna have to watch the Pokemon thing. But then they might do something fun that gets me on like a, a like a tangent where I need to make a video and talk about the Pokemon stuff and that where I still want to play Blissey. So it's a whole thing. They really hate Pokemon YouTubers. Essentially, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> They want they us. They hate you, masters. Yes, they they just they hate it. Okay, they don't <laughs> want us like, to be. Oh, you want it. content to cover? Here, we'll give you content yeah, to cover. They'll give you too much content to cover in a small period. Like, good lord. But anyways, I digress. So first up, I want to talk about the Blissey stuff because <laughs> there's a lot to dissect there. Okay, so Blissey's coming on Wednesday, right? And it's very exciting because it's the first Gen two Pokemon. I don't know if you paid attention, but there are no Gen two Pokemon as a playable character. <laughs> To be fair, like all the gents are like blurred to me. I'm not like as gen knowledgeable aside from like starters somewhat. Yeah. So like, I, I don't really pay much too much attention. But I get what you're saying though. It's like the first get Pokemon out of that generation. To yes. Come, uh, unite. And I I think it's weird. And I want to say first off that they're doing a very good job at updating this game. They're doing a very right. good job at keeping things fresh. They've already done a balance update. They already released Gardevoir like a week after the game came out. They're doing really good at keeping things, you know, trying their best to keep things yeah. updated with this game. And now we're already getting a new character, Blissey. Blissey I was going to say, like, uh, well, Go first ahead. I was going to say, like, how how long ago did Gardevoir come out now? And now we're getting Blissey. How, like, what's the time frame on that? About a month. About a month. So Maybe, Actually, probably less than that, because Gardevoir came out about a week after the game launched. And I want to say the game launched about a yeah about a month ago because we're on week five of the battle pass yeah so like really if they keep this flow going of like releasing a new pokemon every like month or so maybe even quicker than that you know this game definitely has a pretty decent lifespan to it just from that alone oh 100 i really like the fact that they've done that and i really like the fact blissey's a support character which is exciting and it's it's very exciting because Blissey is the second healer to be added to the game because all as of this time all we had was Eldegoss. 
and now we're yeah, finally little... we're getting another healer, which is super cool. Because I I mean, how do you balance Eldegoss and make Eldegoss you know like feel okay to play against when there's only one healer to base it off, and that's Eldegoss, you know? So now that there's two healers, they have something to go. Okay, this character's too strong, or this character's too weak, you know, and they can balance it accordingly to make it a little more fun. Because I feel like Eldegoss is a very powerful pokemon just in the sense that it can keep people alive for so long you pair that with a snorlax and you're oh. just you're defending a oh. lane like no other oh yeah Disgusting. So, so having another healer added is super big i really like that and just i think it's interesting because i saw and a lot of poketubers were talking about it and the fact that this was data mined we knew a while ago that blissey was going to be coming to the game and now it's officially confirmed i find it interesting though because we already knew two characters were supposed to be coming we knew that gardevoir was coming and we knew that blastoise was coming i find right. it very interesting that before we get blastoise a character we already knew was going to be coming to the game we got blissey yeah and i also find it just like weird how it's like blastoise the only one out of the gen one stars that has yet to be out of the game so it's it just has me like curious it's like why is blastoise specifically like you know basically be not like uh, basically being delayed from being with the rest of the crew. It's like, what is it going to be about Blastoise that has them like still sort of like on the back burner? It's like, when are we getting Blastoise? <laughs> well, they have made him a defender. And my thing is, right. I'm guessing they're just trying to find a way to make him a fun defender and not make him because I mean, he's got the cannon. So I feel like it'd be very easy to turn Blastoise into like an attacker or something. But to make him a yeah. defender, you got to really be you got to be kind of careful about what you're doing. So I think it's more yeah. or less just making him feel right and feel fun for that particular. Yeah. Role. Like I could, I could see them sort of like, uh, trying to avoid making him like a super high damaging tank. Like, cause like imagine like being the tankiness of like Snorlax or Slowbro and just outputting like insane damage, like, a uh, Lucario or something like that. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm definitely curious to see when we get blastoise if blastoise is the next character because i have a feeling the next character gets released the same time as the mobile version of the game that's my theory considering that's about a month out yeah well if that's the case then that could be when we get blastoise you know have a big pokemon come out same day as the next big release I, and that for could the be game. that could be what they decided maybe they realized blastoise isn't going to hit the mark we don't have him finished up the way we wanted and we need a little more time on him and now they're going to be able to i am getting lit up on discord i don't know why i'm getting so many notifications but as i was saying they are there's going to be a lot of hype around the mobile release so releasing something like blastoise because they need a little more time with that mobile version of the game that could definitely get some hype for people that are thinking about downloading on the mobile app yeah Especially if, like, on the mobile app, if they allow a cross-progression. Like, just imagine being able to, you know, go from playing on your Switch to, like, maybe you're do going somewhere or doing something where you can't really take your Switch with you, and you could just hop on your phone and play off of that. Mm -hmm. Okay, I had to mute, because I was literally... It was somebody in my, my channel's Discord. It was lighting me up for questions yeah. regarding Animal Crossing or something. I don't know what it was. Yeah, but... <laughs> Nico had to mute, and I had to bitch about my bright windows. But, yeah, I think it's very interesting to see where pokemon unite's going and on that subject i kind of want to talk a little bit more about it because i as we progress there's more of the pay to win stuff uh, and all that nonsense and i have noticed playing i'm not on the same side as everybody like obviously i don't agree with the pay to win stuff in terms of the upgrading items and all that nonsense where you're able to buy the boosters and get more stuff to upgrade your items more quickly 
at the end of the day my opinion on that i think that'll change as time goes on because it's a bad system but right now the people that are doing it are likely the professional players that want to get to that highest level of play where if you're playing this game very casually at the end of the day you're going to have those items the same rank as everybody else eventually so there's not a need to do it right away you know yeah like the one you, thing you and me we relatively play the game we play the game like relatively like casually you oh yeah say. you know we're we're definitely not gonna be shooting for like the highest rank possible you know getting into any attorneys that i feel like this game is eventually gonna have yeah it's we're not, just like we're, we're just enjoying it yeah we're having a good time so like that stuff doesn't really matter to me what i do find annoying is the battle pass right now is hmm. every week after the week is over unlike other battle passes the week expires all the challenges are gone you can't use them anymore so like it's it almost feels predatory because to me it feels like at the end of the season if you want to get those rewards and you didn't grind though that week and you can't go back to them obviously it's almost promoting the idea that you have to buy levels in the battle pass and i yeah. am i'm not with that yeah that is like kind of something like like why after like only a week make it make the battle passes good for like at least uh make it for the whole, it a season. Month's worth the whole season yeah, get, yeah, the whole season. Give it like at least a month's worth of time or content to like grind up and everything. I, but like every other week? battle pass out there, you get the battle pass challenges for the whole season. Once the season's over, they disappear because the battle pass disappears. But for the whole season, you have access to those challenges to help you level up the battle pass. I find it it's it's a really weird thing, and I'm not with it. I don't like it. But I will I will say just for the benefit of the doubt. It is their first battle pass. There is a good chance they learn from their mistakes this time around, and the next battle pass is a thousand times better. But yeah. it is something worth mentioning right now in regards to that. Yeah, like, well, of course, like, give the game, like, you know, time. It's still relatively young. This is, like, Nintendo slash Pokemon's, like, first, uh, you know, dive into, like, the MOBA market. So they're still trying, like, figure things out and everything. Because, like, really, what other Nintendo game has had a battle pass at all? None, really. I'm trying to think. I don't know if there's any. Did Splatoon have one? That's the only one I could imagine having one. No, because I, I no, because I think that I think Splatoon two was really like before uh, battle passes were like a prominent thing. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of any other Nintendo game that would have a battle pass. Yeah, I was gonna say nothing really <laughs> comes to mind immediately. <laughs> but yeah, other thing. The only other thing I'm really looking forward to, and I hope that they really hit the mark on this. Is, you know, we've got some holidays coming up here with Pokemon Unite, with, like, Halloween and stuff. It would be really awesome to see events centered around that and map changes oh, yeah. centered around that where we get, you know, like, Darkrise, the new Zapdos, or we get Duskulls in the jungle. You know, change up the jungle camps, but don't change up what they do. Just change up the jungle, what the Pokemon is sitting there, and just change the aesthetic of the map to then give the idea of the theme or whatever holiday it is that would be super cool and obviously have right. some like costumes and stuff for the playable pokemon yeah costumes and then like it's uh sort of like for halloween for example maybe like have like a big uh ghost or dark type pokemon uh drop for the game like what like what comes to mind when you think of halloween if in terms of like a ghost or dark type pokemon that you would like to see come to pokemon unite uh dusk noir would be a good one sableye would be a good one like stuff like that yeah uh I'm yeah i to think of some more miss magius is one haunch crow would be, be cool good... uh what there's this one i'm thinking of uh it's kind it's well it'd be a legendary though i think i think it's called marsh shadow yep yep yeah i could see even if he's not like a 
playable character i could see him like getting put in for like a event or something like that yep. i could see us getting like uh you know replacing some like the other wild pokemon with like zubats golbats and yeah, stuff like that just or who knows maybe even we get uh crobat as like a new pokemon as like a speed character crobat's cool <laughs> crobat would be very cool as a speedster that'd be really cool but yeah so that's that pokemon unites in a good way I, i'm really enjoying it the further it gets i'm really really liking it the further we get into it and then we get into the later releases for pokemon with the pokemon presents they officially announced that they are doing some new information in regards to brilliant diamond shining pearl as well as legends arceus and i'm really looking forward to it because it's been pretty much dead quiet since they announced both of those games yeah which is like typical nintendo fashion really but i i thought it was a little odd just considering the fact that this is pokemon's 25th anniversary this year it's been a very very dead anniversary for pokemon in my opinion i mean yes we had new pokemon snap and we had pokemon unite come out but after that i mean both games are good and pokemon unite is still doing very well but like pokemon snap it's one you play you you talk about for a month and you put down you don't touch it again and then yeah, you wait insane. for like a year and a half and then you're like oh i'm feeling this and you go back to it whereas pokemon unite's very continuous i just i i feel like they're missing a month to month mark with this anniversary where they could be doing like in-game events and stuff you know distributing pokemon doing stuff like that yeah like nintendo's like pretty weird about their anniversaries if you think about it like well, at least with, like, uh, when Mario had its anniversary, they had that, uh, you know, that uh, remastered collection, but it was only for a limited time that you yeah. could get it. And then, what did they do for, like, Zelda's anniversary? I can't think of. Skyward it. Sword. That's it. Yeah, that's it. So. And they released the little, um, the Game & Watch thingy. They released the Game & Watch with the original Zelda on it that you could play. Yeah, that was all they did. It was weird. Yeah, they, they announced when they announced Skyward Sword that they weren't going to have anything new in terms of uh, Zelda stuff coming. Right. So it's it's just I don't know why like Nintendo's so weird about their anniversaries. I mean, like I guess you could say like at least they do something, but at the same time, it's like is it really that much? And like the most they did was like like I said with the Mario Remaster games, but even then they were still weird about it and made it a limited release yeah, kind of it, thing it's it was very odd handling i think this is more to do with the pokemon company itself than nintendo but i am looking forward to the new information in regards to diamond and pearl now you said earlier before we started recording that you didn't have high hopes in regards to the diamond and pearl stuff yeah i don't really have like a bununch of high expectations now of course i like it did say yeah i would love to be proven wrong but if this is going to be like, you know, just a one one to one complete like remaster of the game where it's just like an updated visual style, basically, or a completely new style, but essentially still the same game, then I don't really like have much to expect. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll still at least get a, a brilliant diamond. You know, I still like love that generation has my favorite, uh, you know, comp has my favorite collection of starter Pokemon out of all the generations. But in terms of, like the actual game is like I don't uh I'm not expecting much out of it. Now I would like like a surprise and like maybe like they show like some new mechanics or maybe they show like how these versus games are gonna somehow have uh you know like Dynamaxing or Mega Evolution comes back, stuff like that. Who knows? But I don't really think that's likely with how the battles look, so 
I, I'm just not expecting much from them, really. <laughs> okay, I'm ready to go. You ready to set me loose? You ready to set me loose? Uh, all right, so... Let's see. Where's the tinfoil hat? <laughs> yeah, where's the tinfoil hat? Okay, so here's my thoughts, okay? So I made a video on my main channel talking about this because I think, personally, that Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, although being one-to-one -one remakes in terms of the story... They are the new mainline Pokemon games. They are going to be the next iteration of, you know, Sun and Moon, Sword and Shield, then Brilliant Diamond, Shiny Pearl, much like Auras was with X and Y. I 100% believe that this is going to be the next competitive Pokemon game. And competitive games are what indicates a mainline game or not, because that's where the championships will be played, etc. I feel this way for a number of reasons. Okay, first off, you talked about them trying to introduce Dynamaxine or Mega Evolutions or whatever it may be into this particular game. Yeah. I, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think we are foregoing Dynamaxine and Mega Evolutions for the time being. And the reason I feel that way is because the current format for VGC took away Dynamaxing completely. We're not allowed to Dynamax right now in competitive Pokemon. So my theory is it's prepping competitive players for getting back to a non-gimmick format, a non-Dynamax, non-Mega Evolution format. That's my theory. Considering that Megas and Dynamaxing were not a thing when Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl were games. Another thing that I've seen in other videos, this wasn't in mine, but EV training became the exact way it is today in Platinum, well, in Diamond and Pearl. So it's the exact same way it was back then as it is now so that leads a lot of people to believe that training pokemon is going to be the exact same and it's going to be very easy for people to pl keep playing competitively in the next game now the reason i feel that this is going to be a new mainline game is simply because we've had this game we've had sword and shield for two years it's time to shake up the competitive format because right now there hasn't been a game that has been the competitive format for more than two years I think Sun and Moon was the last one that, Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon was the last one that was two years long. And that was because we had the Let's Go line between that and Sword and Shield. Right. So I think in that regard, it's going to be the next competitive game, which means it wouldn't be the next mainline. There's also other things that I definitely could see them adding. They say that the story is going to be recreated, okay? The story is the mm. big thing that is going to be the recreation. And they can do that by adding a lot of additional features to the game. For example, the original Diamond and Pearl had a lot smaller Pokedex than Pokemon Platinum. Right. They added, you know, the Mamoswine line. They added the Dusk Noir line. They added Rhyperior. All those additional evolutions that we got in Gen 4 came with Platinum. That includes, you know, Eevee uh, getting Leafeon and Glaceon as its evolutions. A couple of additional areas. It added the Distortion World and Giratina. You know, I think that they are going to confirm on Wednesday that Platinum features are going to be included in this remake. Because it doesn't make sense for them to exclude all those Pokemon that were introduced in Gen 4 in the Platinum version of the game when we're not going to get a Platinum remake. We're going to get Diamond and Pearl remake. So it makes sense for them to find a way to swing all that content into these remakes. Yeah, I can see that making sense. And I was also going to like uh, throw out the idea. Was like Maybe this could be like, you know... Maybe they instead of like doing like an eventual like platinum remake, they just integrate the platinum stuff into Brilliant Diamond or and Shining Pearl. Or now hear hear me out on this. You know, I got my I got a tiny tinfoil hat on. You know, to sort of join me here. <laughs> they could uh, do uh, I don't know if 
how much this would make sense or what they would do it with, but they could do a, like a heart gold and soul silver situation where you have like a completely second region that you can go to maybe. <laughs> they could do that potentially, but I don't see that being likely. Yeah, I, that's why I said tiny tin hat. Tiny, tiny tin hat. Real tiny. <laughs> I think I think the original story is going to be faithfully recreated with platinum elements. Like the platinum decks is going to be there off the bat. All the routes that were, you know, had different Pokemon on them in the Platinum version are going to have those Pokemon in this remake. The story is the only thing that's going to be faithfully recreated. So that means that the post-game could definitely be different as well. Now, depending on how faithful they are to the story, here's where my tinfoil hat comes back into play. The original <laughs> game, after you beat the Elite Four, you would go back to your, you know, your whatever town it was. I forget what the name of the town was that you started. And then you'd go to the professor's lab, and if you had encountered every Pokemon in the Sinnoh region, you would then be given the National Pokedex as part of the story. So, my theory is that if they are being faithful to the story, the National Pokedex returns in this game. Because if you look at the missing Pokemon from Sword and Shield, there's a ton that are missing from Gen 4. A lot of the Pokemon are missing from Gen 4 which would make sense for them to simply just make Gen 4 Pokemon be available through the transferring of all the stuff from Sword and Shield into these games, which would again support the idea that this is the next VGC game. Now, yeah, there, there's that. And that also leads me to believe that this is their way of going about it moving forward because they decided to hire a new company because this is not the main Game Freak team making this game. They hired an additional company. This is the company that made Pokemon Home that is making this game. And so they hired, they hired a new team to do the remake. They are doing a very different art style, which I personally really like. I think it's a very fun chibi art style. Say the chibi art style ain't too half bad. But it's not as graphically demanding as something like, you know, Sword and Shield would be, right? It doesn't have the right. wild area. It doesn't have all these other things. Look at so, the trees! So my theory is that they're doing these with the remakes in these different art styles because it's less demanding on the system. It'll probably take less memory, meaning there's more room for Pokemon animations, which means that the national decks would be easier to support in these smaller, more condensed remakes than it would be in whatever the next mainline game. So my theory is moving forward, we'll get our you know Gen 9 whenever that comes. And that'll be the next game without a national dex. And they'll, you know, do DLCs and they'll add new Pokemon in and all that fun stuff. And then when black and white comes back around, they'll give us another chibi art style with the national decks. And that is going to be how they continue the national decks moving forward. Is every other game, every time they do a remake, that is when the national decks comes back. You're at, you have access to all your old Pokemon. And that's how they're going to keep it moving forward because the new games are too much to support all of those assets. That's my theory. I don't know. I'm not a programmer. I'm not a coder. I don't know how all this shit works on the little cartridge, okay? That's just I literally don't theory. know anything. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything. But that just, in, in my head, it sounds good. <laughs> and it makes sense moving forward. I have no idea. So what I do know is that we're probably going to see updated gameplay footage because the old footage that we got... More than likely. Was, ...was that we got the original, you know, build version of the game shown to us when they announced it then if you paid attention to the oled switch trailer the gameplay footage for brilliant diamond shining pearl that they showed in that is yeah, dramatically just... better than what we saw when the game was announced so i think we're going to get to see yeah. those updated graphics firsthand right there 
and then we're going to see i i'm sure they'll you know tease us with like the distortion world and things like that yeah now like here's another thing though like what would uh what would your thoughts be if like maybe they also integrate some new like region variant pokemon like and i'm talking like not so much like uh new region variants on gen 4 pokemon but what if somehow some way i'm not saying they will do this but this would be kind of interesting they took uh sword and shield uh gen uh pokemon and maybe they had region variants in this gen 4 remake so here's my theory on that because i i'll put my tinfoil hat back on now (laughs) took it off now it's back on (laughs) we're gonna move on to legends arceus because that's where i believe we're going to see regional variants I don't think we're going to see them in Diamond and Pearl because they weren't there originally, so it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense that they're there now. Unless, you know, they do something in the post-game, and this is potentially what it could be, is they haven't confirmed what the post-game's going to be like. So there could be something like, you know, Team Plasma goes in and they release Garatina, and Garatina destroys part, and there's this huge cave where all of the regional variants have been surviving, right? And that is how the regional variants come back because it wouldn't make sense that in legends rcs they show us regional variants and not have those regional variants in the Sinnoh region in the future you know what i mean because that one's taking place in feudal times so my theory is that they do this they hype it up and they show us some regional variants they change something in the post game that then translates into legends rcs and this is where those pokemon were discovered and maybe legends rcs tells a story on why those pokemon suddenly became hidden in the Sinnoh region you know something like that and on the topic of megas they've they've confirmed that legends rcs is a single player game there's no multiplayer mechanic to it right so really they can just go ham with like the extra like gimmicky mechanics and stuff like exactly that is where i predict that we are going to see new mega evolutions for things like infernape torterra piplup that kind of shit we're going to see those megas in legends rcs because it doesn't affect the competitive format most people megas were cool but they they were kind of unbalanced and some of them even got banned in competitive play because they were just too damn strong whereas everybody that plays vgc really likes the dynamax mechanic in terms of you know in terms of the gimmicks dynamaxing is one of their favorites because it was much more balanced so i could definitely see them and going back to megas but in the spin-off games because in theory well in in what has been seen megas really only works in the anime because right. it's like it's like the Goku going Super Saiyan. It's like something <laughs> cool where like Ash throws his, you know, gets his Mega Band up and then Mega evolves his Pokemon. And it's really cool to see in anime. It works really well there. Or, well, it's like with, with uh, I was going to say with the anime with Ash, he never even had a technically Mega evolved Pokemon. He had that weird like, Ash you know, Greninja. S- a- a- yeah, Ash, Gr- Ash Greninja, which was just, it was cool, but at the same time, very odd to me. But then... It works in the anime, but it also works very well in Pokemon Go. And if you're unfamiliar with how Megas work there, you get the candies, and the there's they're like Mega candies, and then you are able to Mega Evolve for X amount of time. Mm-hmm. And then you're able to evolve for, I think it's like 8 or 12 hours, something like that. And it's really good for like taking gyms or doing raids. So when there's events, you want to Mega Evolve because then you have a really powerful Pokemon on your hands that you can do lots of damage mm-hmm. with in raids and stuff. And obviously, you want to keep putting those pokemon out you want to keep putting out reasons for people to do raids and collect the candies and you can't do that if megas are no more so my theory is they start reintroducing megas in these off games that don't affect the competitive format 
you know, like Legends Arceus and whatever the next Legends game is going to be, they introduce new Megas in those games. That way they can keep showing them off in things like the anime, keep making toys for them and keep putting them out in Pokemon Go. That's my theory. I don't think they want it to affect the mainline game because they were such an interesting thing to balance because pokemon doesn't really do great job at balancing once the game's out it's pretty much this is how the game is if you don't like it don't play it yeah i also have a another phrase like since this is basically like the first uh pokemon game that takes like pretty far in the past in terms of like the pokemon world and all that stuff my curiosity and also like theory is like maybe like in terms of variants we don't so much get like we like we will have probably like regional variants like you said but another variant we could have is like you know like uh feudal like ancient like uh variants and what i mean by that is like what if we see like pokemon we pokemon that we know but they're in a <clears throat> different state of their evolution uh prior to what prior to what they became uh prior to what they became during their uh like in the current time like imagine like a more feudal looking uh infernape that's like vastly different than uh what we have in like current day gen 4 like it's still technically the same infernape you know fire fighting type but like there's different aspects of it that's different that has evolved over time so that what we could, know now. that and that could just go into the mega evolution aspect of it you know where right. they mega evolve and it looks something like you know a, a, a samurai or something of that oh. nature <laughs> If there if there's a mega loof evolution in Fernape and he looks like fucking Sung Mukong, oh, I'm gonna yeah, make a stuff, mess. Stuff like that, yeah. I think it, it's possible because of the feudal setting that if they do introduce variants of some form, that they are extinct and they become like fossils, you know. And then that could right. be a way for them to reintroduce these variants as they are now acquired through fossils, just like you know Craniados and uh, Shieldon and stuff like that are in brilliant diamond shining pearl they could just have the variants be fossils as well and you maybe you do something like because they introduced the idea of combining fossils in sword and shield maybe they do something where you have the pokemon that potentially had the variant you have a fossil that gives them that element and then you combine the two to make the variant pokemon there's a lot of things they could do to really shake yeah. things up now that there's also has one thing curious now we gotta remember like the title of this game is legends Arceus. So that already tells us that, like, the, in terms of the story of this game, because as we just said, this is a full-fledged uh, single-player Pokemon game through and through. How does how, how is Arceus gonna be the main focus of the story? Because as we can tell, he he obviously is. But like, what is the story gonna be like? Because all we know so far about the story is that you know you're a young, I guess you could say, trainer that's setting out to complete the was it like the very first Pokedex yeah, or something the first like that. Pokedex. Yeah, the first Sinnoh Pokedex. So, like, aside from that, where else does the story go from there? Do, like, gyms somehow get established and stuff like that? Does Is there still, like, gyms in Elite Four, a whole Pokemon League system that maybe, like, this is the original, the origin of it for the Sinnoh region? Or does it go a completely different direction that we don't expect? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's all up in the air. And honestly, here's what I actually predict we see. I predict we see, for Brilliant Diamond Shiny Pro, we see the new updated graphics we get to go ooh ah oh over that you know we get very excited <laughs> over that they maybe announce what the pre-order bonuses are because last time they gave us you know some exclusive pokemon for pre-ordering i'm sure we get something along those lines maybe a certain form of distribution like previously i'm pretty sure in the original diamond of pearl the only way you could get manaphy 
was to play Pokemon Ranger and then transfer it over. So I have a feeling that Manaphy will be some form of uh, pre-order distribution. That's my guess. And then they'll see something about that. We'll maybe see some Platinum teases here and there that those Pokemon are still in these games. And then for Legends Arceus, I feel like because we know so little about that game, we will see again another updated graphics because I feel like both of the versions that we saw were very early builds of these games. So I feel like once again, we'll see updated graphics. And then I feel like they'll dive a little more into the story stuff and maybe show a little more of the combat. That's my guess because they right. want to give people a clear idea of what these games are going to look like. I I also feel like this will be another case of uh, Monster Hunter Stories 2 and Monster Hunter Rise where they're also going to announce some like crossover stuff between Legends Arceus and uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. I could I feel definitely like that's see that, that as well. Like maybe if you have a save file on your switch for both of these games you will be able to receive a rcs in your brilliant diamond shining pearl game you know something like yeah, that an rcs or an rcs or some type of like pokemon like unique to both those games or maybe like uh say they introduce like you know being able to change your outfits in a uh, brilliant diamond shining pearl maybe you unlock the feudal uh trainer outfit from legends rcs and you can go around wearing that <laughs> yeah there's there's a couple things i could definitely see them doing with that yeah, there's definitely there's just a whole lot like th this week is just all of a sudden very big for games in general. All this stuff being speculated and announced all at once, literally on the same day. So it's just like, ah, yeah. Yep. So we'll have a lot to talk about next week, but I'm going to wrap this up because I've got to pee. <laughs> but that's really pee. all that's really all we can talk about because uh, we don't really know much outside of it. We just spent a lot of time speculating, talk about what could be. Yeah, nothing confirmed, just what could happen. But that's kind of the fun of it. I just like talking about the potential. And then I, uh, one other thing about the Pokemon stuff. There's people asking yeah. for new game announcements. That's not what they told us was going to be there. They specifically said in the tweet that this was going to be about the remakes and it was going to be about Legends Arceus. Do not get your hopes up. That's Dude. the biggest <laughs> thing with any Nintendo product, okay? They, they see an announcement for a direct or a Pokemon thing, and they immediately get their hype like way above what they say. They just say something's going to be there, and everybody's like, like, well, they could potentially show this, and that's yeah, not what they said was going to be there, so don't expect that. And the thing is, like, they can literally say, like, what exactly they're going to show you, like, no surprise or no bullshit whatsoever, and people just be like, well, they could still show. No. Nintendo fans, learn to read. They told you what's going to be shown. Yeah. That's what's going to be shown. Set your Stop. bar low, and that way if they do potentially show something else, you can have a reason to be excited instead of a reason to be disappointed if they show nothing. So that's my thought. That's my take on it. I I just think like they need to stop like getting in their heads like you know this this and this could happen you know like the fucking dot in the corner of this tweet confirms that we're going to get you know Gen fucking 10 soon. Yeah. <laughs> But, like I said, that's all we got this week. It was fun to speculate and put my tinfoil hat back on. I have a tendency <laughs> to do that in these podcasts. Throw it on. Literally anything that has to do with, like, Nintendo mostly is when the tin hat comes out. <laughs> but this has been the End of the Chat Gaming Podcast. Thank you for entering the chat with us. Again, I am Nico. That's Rico. You can check out social medias in the description below. 
check out all our other content on the youtube channel we do this every week we don't really have a set date that it goes up sometimes it goes up mondays sometimes it goes up tuesdays it's just whenever our busy schedules allow us to record this damn thing but expect at least one episode of the podcast every week and if not we tweet out why there wouldn't be an episode of the podcast but we haven't missed one yet since the origin of the channel we have not missed a podcast nope still on a good roll (laughs) but that is it for it thank you for tuning in with us And we'll catch you in the next one. Peace. See ya.